Hey guys, welcome to the Tweet Coast Church Podcast. So glad that you could join us. Now prepare your hearts for another inspiring message from one of the Tweet Coast Church crew. We've been speaking about on the topic of honour and I think it's quite um, relevant today as we've honoured our kids that I will be speaking on um, on, on the topic of honour. And today um, I want to speak about honouring one another I want to speak about honouring one another in our homes, in our families, how we honour one another in a community of faith. So I really pray it blesses you this morning. We've um, been speaking about how to honour is really to give value, respect or highly esteem, to treat as precious, weighty or valuable. Okay, so... Honour is an incredible thing. Where there is honour, it brings out the best in everybody. It brings out the best in the person being honoured and it brings out the best in us when we take time to honour. And I think to honour in our homes and in our families is an incredible uh, culture to build within our own lives and within our families and within the family of God that we have here as a church community. So today... I want us to read from um, a passage of scripture that some of us may know and it's from John 13 and it's and it's an incredible passage of scripture it's where Jesus actually does something quite astounding with his disciples and some of us might know it so we'll read here from John 13 verses 4 15 and 16 it says so he that's Jesus got up from the meal and took off his outer robe and took a towel and wrapped it around his waist Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' dirty feet and dry them with his towel. Now, this is quite an incredible passage of scripture because this was not something that normally people would have thought Jesus would have done to begin to do an act like this, to wrap, to uh, wash his disciples' feet. So he goes on and does it. And then a few scriptures down, it says, Jesus said to his disciples, Now do for each other what I have just done for you. Put into practice what I have done for you and you will experience a life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a pretty great life to me. A life of happiness enriched with untold blessings. And so Jesus, in the most amazing way, was showing us the power of honouring In that moment, he was showing us the power that it is to honour those in our worlds. Okay, so the first thing I notice from this this passage of Scripture is that Jesus was humbling himself before his disciples. He was actually humbling himself. Now, Jesus is the saviour of the world, God himself. So if there was anybody on this earth who mightn't have ever felt the need to humble themselves, I think it might have been Jesus, right? But in this moment, Jesus does an incredible thing and he shows us the way when he begins to humble himself. The word humility, I've I've heard it described as, it's not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. It's not thinking less of yourself, but it's thinking of yourself less. And so... Sometimes we can have a view of ourselves that is actually less of than what God intends us to have. And true humility is not, is not 
having a view of ourselves that is bad, that is saying, oh, I'm not worth anything, I can't do anything. True humility is seeing yourself the way that God sees you. It's not seeing you either as too much the other way. And who knows that most of us have trouble with thinking about ourselves too much, if we're honest. I don't know about you, but during the day, you can often find yourself thinking about yourself a lot. Not you guys, no. You're like, Amy, what kind of person are you? Is that true? We don't have too much trouble thinking about ourselves a lot. But true humility is actually just seeing ourselves the way that God sees us. And that is that we are made in the image of God, that we're a precious child of God, that we are valuable to God like every other person on the earth. I, I heard an interesting um, description of what it is to be humble. And, it, and, and they said it is to realise that we're only here because of God that we're only doing what we're doing because of God and that into the future we'll only be able to do what we'll be able to do because of God. What a great leveller for all of us that we are who we are simply because we are God's. And so when we begin to take that stance that Jesus did in that moment of humility, then beautiful things can begin to happen through our lives. It's interesting that to humble ourselves, that phrase, and the Bible talks about humbling ourselves a lot, is something that we can only do to ourselves. Okay, so it's not something that somebody else can do for us, even though you might like to to a lot of people a lot of times, okay? So we can only humble ourselves. So Jesus is showing us a beautiful way that we humble ourselves. It's a posture that we take, that when we begin to humble ourselves, we begin to honour all of those around us as children of God. When we think about it in our homes and our families, when we begin to humble ourselves in our homes, not demand things our own way, not demand that we be the centre of the universe, but we begin to humble ourselves, then God can begin to produce beautiful things. So we honour one another by humbling ourselves. The second thing I notice in this scripture is that we can honour one another by serving. Okay, this is incredible because um, Jesus, it said, he took off his robe, okay? And I read a little um, a, a part about this and it said in those days, normally this would be something that a servant would do, okay? They would wash the people's feet as they entered into the house. But Jesus does this here and it says that he took off his outer robe and he, um, in essence, I think it's meaning that he pretty much stripped down to his undies, okay? It was like a loincloth. Now, I don't know about you, in our culture nowadays, if Jono came into our house, stripped down to his undies and said, let me wash your feet, Amy, I don't know how well that would go, okay? <laughs> but in that culture, that was something that a servant would do. So in essence, Jesus was saying, I'm taking off all my rights, all my privileges, all the things that I might be able to demand of you and I'm actually taking the position of a servant right now. I am going to serve you. You know, it's often said of our generation that we're quite an entitlement generation, okay? We demand, we expect things a lot. I don't really think I'm so much like that. As long as I get my triple shot decaf latte in the morning every day, I'm fine. I don't think I'm really entitled. <laughs> it makes perfect sense to me, the triple shot decaf, okay? <laughs> don't ask me about it. You only, have, you only have to have kids to realise that 
innate in us is a certain entitlement complex, okay? I don't don't know about your kids, but my kids, when they were born into the world, they started demanding straight away. They demanded their milk or they demanded whatever. Actually, I was just thinking the other day that probably one of the hardest things of becoming a parent is the morning wake-up. Who can relate to that? I mean, you go from, like, waking up slowly with, like, the sun shining and listening to the birds to one of our children used to just yell out, Frecky! Frecky! That was short for brekkie breakfast. He's a true Aussie kid. As soon as he learned how to speak, he would just start yelling out, Frecky! Frecky! They're like, oh, okay, it's morning time. Time to get up. We, t- we have taught our kids manners since then. Actually, one day, Jack, our son, he was about one and he's not here so I can tell this story about him. He, um, it was like in the middle of the night and Jono and I were sleeping and he was only about one in his cot and all of a sudden we hear this little voice and it says, hey, any of you guys, can you get me a bink of water out here? <laughs> like in the middle of the night. Bink is a drink. It was the most bizarre thing. Anyway. <laughs> but... What was all that about? Yes. <laughs> so we, but innate in us is, a, is an entitlement mentality to demand our own way. And here in this passage of scripture, Jesus is so beautifully showing us that that is not the way to greatness. The way to greatness is not demanding our own way, even in our own families and in our relationships, even in our workplaces. It is being there to be somebody who will serve others. And Jesus showed us that even he being the greatest of greatness, the greatest thing he could ever do with his life is to lay it down for others and to serve. And it's interesting, this passage of scripture is one of his last days on earth before he goes on to lay down his life in the most amazing way when he died on the cross for us. And so he is showing us that to serve others, to have a posture of humility and to serve others is one of the greatest things that we could ever do with our life. I love arriving here on a Sunday and seeing people from all backgrounds and they've literally taken off their robes. They've taken off their occupation for the week. They've taken off whatever it is, maybe their credentials or, um, you know, all of their different things that we have in life that make us important or feel special. But they literally take it off to serve the house of God here. And the reason they do that is not because it, you know, makes them feel better, although it is a wonderful thing to do, but because because in doing that, we honour we honor God, first of all. We honour the house of God. But then we honour each and every one of us here. In doing that, we are honouring each and every person here that you are of value to God, that you matter to God. And when we serve, that's what we do to people. We actually begin to place value on them. So when you begin to serve in your family, in your marriage, even in your family, when you begin to take the gifts and talents and abilities that God has given you and you begin to use them to serve others, then you begin to honour the people in your life who you are serving. It's such a powerful thing they grow a little step taller. When you begin to, uh, my husband has an incredible gift of encouragement. And I see when he begins to encourage within our home and our family, because see, sometimes we think of our gifts, talents and abilities just for like using out there, people outside of our own homes. But God has given you those gifts, talents and abilities for using within your home, within your marriage, within your relationships, First and foremost, so when he begins to encourage, say, my son or my daughter, 
you see them begin to grow a little step taller. Maybe you have the gift of hospitality. Can I encourage you? Come and use it on me, please. No. (laughs) But use it within your family. What has God placed in your life that he has given you? Because God never gave us our gifts, talents and abilities to serve ourselves for our own advancement. He always gave us these things so that we could honour each other by serving each other with those gifts, talents and abilities. It's beautiful in a church setting to see this happen. If, if you're not sure about what your gifts, talents and abilities are, let me encourage you, go to the Pathways course, which happens every Sunday after the service. That is where you will discover your gifts, talents and abilities and how God intended for you to use them in all spheres of your life. So let me encourage you to do that. Um, Beautiful. So we honour one another by humbling ourselves first, taking a posture of humility, by serving one another. And that includes all in our worlds, even in our workplaces. God has called us as followers of Jesus to be people who serve those in our workplaces. And then God calls us to honour one another finally by loving And this is the most incredible way that we can honour any person. It's interesting in this passage of Scripture, before Jesus washes his disciples' feet, it says here in John 13 verse 1, it says, All throughout his time with his disciples, Jesus had demonstrated a deep and tender love for them. And now he longed to show them the full measure of his love. I just love that. And then he goes on to wash their feet. So Jesus wasn't motivated um, first and foremost by demonstrating any great truth or by any, um, any other factor. It was his love that motivated him towards what he did for his disciples to honour them in that moment. It was his great love for them. I love that um, when we think of love... And when we think of honouring one another by loving, we often think of love the way that we would think of it, which is just that love is an emotion or a feeling. But Jesus is demonstrating in this moment that to love and to honour those around us is a decision of our will and that, and that to love involves action. Okay, so in this, in this passage, Jesus is showing us to be motivated by love, but then to let that overflow into honouring those in our world through acts of love. It's incredible that in our homes and our families, that really our children, our husbands, those in our workplaces, ultimately, our greatest desire is to be loved. Our greatest desire is to be loved. And Jesus has given us the greatest commission of loving and honouring those in our family. And not only that, Jesus has given us this great commission of loving those who are not lovely sometimes and not easy to love. And, um, it's, it, you know, when we're talking about creating a culture of honour, even in our families, I think it's worth noting that it doesn't necessarily mean that the honour will be returned, Okay. So particularly in our workplaces and, in, and um, you know, we all live in real families where real things happen and sometimes you can say, well, I tried to honour my family, like I tried to honour my kids and all they did was chuck a little spack back at me, okay? And this is very true. So what do we do when we try and honour those in our families and in our homes 
and then they dishonour us back or maybe they don't return the honour. Can I encourage us to not, re- re- to not um, give dishonour back to dishonour? Because we can, we can be God in our homes and our marriages and our families. No matter what the situation, we can be someone who honours even when there is not honour coming back to us. Because we all work in real life. We all work in real um, families. And when we begin to just keep on honouring, and really this gets back to the message of the cross, which is that once we know how greatly we have been forgiven, the greatest honour that we can ever give to the cross is that we would freely forgive those and that we would honour even those who dishonour us. And I think it's so important, particularly those with kids. I mean, kids sometimes, we're teaching them how to honour with our lives, aren't we? But they're not always honourable back to us. <laughs> Let's be honest. Sometimes, you know, they can... And then, you know, as they grow older, there can be different seasons that they go through. But to be a godly parent and someone of godly influence is someone who continues to honour even when there is dishonour and continues to forgive because we know how much we have been forgiven. I love, I love this thought that, you know, Jesus, and when we show his real love, it's always about an honouring people. It's always about honouring all people from all walks of life, no matter what uh, walk of life they come from, because everybody is a child of God made in the image of God. And um, one of the things that Jesus' life was marked by was that he was... He was always concerned with those who were lonely, always concerned with those who were hurting and always concerned with the one who was on the outer. And I think when we're talking about honouring one another through loving, we as followers of Jesus should always be concerned with the one who is hurting, always be concerned with the one who is lonely, always be concerned with the one who is on the outer. I I think when I think about... um, Our small groups, and you saw them uh, advertised there today. We're beginning our term for small groups soon, in the next week or so. And when I think about a small group, I think that that is the opportunity for us as a community of faith to begin to reach out to those who are lonely, reach out to those who are hurting, reach out to those who are on the outer and bring them in to authentic community. There's something wonderful about when we meet on a Sunday, but there's something even powerful about when a small group of people meets during the week and honour begins to be given to that person. I get to know your name. I get to know what your family is. There's a great honour that happens in that situation. Can I encourage you? Let's be a, a community of faith that is on the lookout for those who are lonely and hurting and drawing them into community, drawing them into a place where they can find their home. Actually, one of, our, um, one of the guys here, he was running a small group last term and he received this text from somebody at the end of that term and uh, he was just sharing with us the other day and he said that the guy, it was a men's group, had come along to that group and he said at the end of it, He just sent a text message and he said, thank you for making me feel at home and part of of a church family. And I think that that is the power of small groups. That is the power of coming together as a small group. And our hope and vision is that everybody would be involved in a small group. You heard it advertised this this term. We have even 
many serving small groups as a part of a Tweed Coast Christmas. Who loves a Tweed Coast Christmas? What a special opportunity. And that really is our opportunity to honour our community at Christmas time. That's why we put it on. That's why we put on a party for the community to come so we can say as a community of faith, I honour you. I, we honour our community. We want you to have a party, have the best time at Christmas. We will go to work doing all of our hard work so you can come and enjoy it. So can I encourage you, have a look on the website at all the small groups. I'm sure you will find one that you will be able to serve in or that you'll be able to come and be a part of and bring others along on the journey. When I think about honouring one another by loving, I think that the greatest way, and I can, we can have the band come, thank you, the greatest way that we can honour one another by loving is really to share the love of Jesus with those that we love. There could be no greater way of honouring both God and what he has done in our life and honouring those that we love by actually not withholding and not stopping from telling them about the good news of Jesus. Um, it, there's a beautiful story of um, somebody who came here recently in the last six months and or the last year probably. And uh, she came and she found the love of Jesus and was saved, which is just amazing. And then she was um, speaking to us actually in a small group and she said, you know what, my daughter, I don't think she's saved. What can I do about it? And um, we began to tell her, well, you can tell her about Jesus. You can lead her to Jesus I mean, that is every one of our greatest privilege in life is to lead those we love most towards Jesus. What greater way could we ever honour those in our lives and telling them about Jesus? And so um, this, this lady, she went home and in the weeks to come, she began to talk to her daughter about Jesus. And her daughter was only young. And then she came back one Sunday and she said, you won't believe it. My daughter gave her life to Jesus this week. Amen. Amen. And I think that sometimes we think about how can we honour God in our families, but the greatest thing we could ever do is by sharing the love of Jesus, living a life that the love of Jesus is alive and active in our lives. And then we don't hold back on sharing the love of Jesus with those that we love. Because we are honouring God and we're honouring God's plan and purpose for that person when we begin to share the love of Jesus in their life. Amen. Amen. So can I encourage us today? Can I encourage us to be a people of honour? Sometimes even living in, in our society, we can, without knowing it, dishonour those in our worlds. Let's become people who are intent on creating cultures of honour in our homes, in our families, in our lives with those around us, humbling ourselves, serving others and finally sharing the love of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We pray that you are touched by God's Word. If you would like to know more about Tweed Coast Church, please visit tweedcoastchurch.com.au.